I know. A little hum. I can get me in the. It gets me in the zone. You like, drop a beat. Yeah. Yeah. Drop a beat. All right. <laughs> Oklahoma boys. <laughs> Son, the name of the podcast is Providing Smiles, and that intro definitely provided me a smile. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Combs out of breath. in the house, Mr. Carter, as yes. I like to call him. Why don't you introduce yourself to the world? My name is Carter Combs. I am the head editor. Yeah, we'll call it like of that. The podcast this network? is the inaugural episode of yeah. Paradigm Shift, Providing Smiles. That's a PS, a PS, for those of you following the acronyms at home. Yeah. We're here to have a good time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're not going to say that we were doing uh, some good news before John Krasinski, but he pretty much went to one of our workshops yeah. and took all of our stuff He's a and made it into his own. Now, to his credit, use your resources. Here at Paradigm Shift, we always want to use our resources. Uh, he has a larger platform than us. It's just because he's Jim from The Office. A big like, win. Big win. Are you a big fan of The Office? Yes, but... That seems hesitant. I'm not, and I'm not... Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to say that I like... I'm not a compare greatness kind of guy. Like, I don't like the whole LeBron-MJ argument. But Parks and Rec, I think, is better than The Office. You Okay, hold on. Are you one of it these... Is. Are you one of these, I'm sorry to interrupt as you're interrupting? Like, well, I don't want to be rude, but uh, let me be rude. Because you I just said, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't like to uh, compare, <laughs> uh, you know, compare greatness, but uh, Parks and Rec is better. You just, you literally did the thing that you said I don't want to do. But, I don't like to say which is better, but Parks and Rec is better. Well, Okay, I'm not going to argue with that. I think you're wrong. You're dead wrong. Well, but I'm not going to argue. Parks and Rec is great. Okay, so my second guest, which will be on and uh, off throughout this uh, show, is the one and only legend, Jess Treat. How do you feel about The Office? Personally, I love The Office. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an avid fan or anything, but I have seen it. Okay, you're going to be put in the silent corner, because I don't know how someone can say, I'm a fan of The... I I don't know. Personally, I'd like (laughs) The Office, but I'm not an avid fan. I've seen it. Then you're not a fan. I think it's funny. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I just don't turn it on when I'm bored. It's fine. But you're a musician, though, Carter. Yeah. I'm not a musician, yeah. so I don't appreciate music as much as you do. But you, sure. you're more like, okay, I'm really into music. You know, I, I might watch some TV, but I, I'm sitting at home, yeah, jamming with my dudes. Mm-hmm. You Always that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. We sit around. It's weird because you don't playing playing music with your friends is already something that you kind of have to just grow in comfort doing but then you got to play with your friends around your other friends that don't play and okay. then you got to it's a weird thing because like it's like they want you to do it sometimes but also they sometimes they don't and when they don't want you to play they will make it like apparent that they do not want you to play. They'll be on their phone really? and yell over you and stuff like that. Yeah. As you're playing, that seems it's, rude and disrespectful. It, it is, especially in your own home. It is a little, <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> but the best thing, that here's the best feeling though. You <laughs> you do that and then say you and your whoever is playing are having a good time and you're playing and stuff. And then you end up like peeking on the music somehow, like you end up making a really cool sound, mm. and then their attention is diverted to you oh. all of a sudden. That's a good feeling. When you're like, uh, yeah, you didn't know my uh, harp and lyre could do that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's just jump into the segment because you're all over something. Uh, this is a fun segment we like to we like to call Kids These Days. <laughs> the Kids These Days! The Kids These Days! What's up with the kids these days? You dang kids. So. We're in the segment, the kids these days. It, tell me, I'm I'm fully full on middle aged man over here. Yep, Carter, how old are you for the audience? Twenty one. In our 21, 21 Jump Street. 
So what are kids these days doing for fun? Like, seriously, are we hanging out and jamming? I want to know. This world's a mess, Carter. This world's a real yeah, mess. It is. So tell me what you you're, think about the right. world these days from a 21-year-old. When you see this, you can go any direction you want. You know, you see you Ooh, see uh, presidential world. tweets. Oh you gosh. see Black Lives Matter. You see All Lives Matter. You see yeah. uh, COVID-19. Are you wearing a mask? No, I'm not. And I Let me did start buy, there. I did, buy, I did buy a mask. You bought a mask. <laughs> which is like seems wasteful. The, the, I know this is like the... The most minimal effort, but I do own a mask. I'm in the works of like putting it on and stuff. <laughs> I haven't done it full on yet, but I do own one. What kind of mask did you buy? <laughs> it's a hockey mask. Well, I was, no, was going to say, all the masks I've been wearing are pretty simple. <laughs> it's a Halloween mask. It doesn't do anything for oxygen or anything like that. No, I don't know. I think <laughs> you I just bought like a Pennywise yeah. clown mask to scare Everyone's people. Everyone's telling me to Everyone's buy a mask. Everyone's telling me to buy a mask. I did it. Yeah. I've been wearing it everywhere. I bought a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> No, I, with everything that's happening, what I am taking away mostly is I need to get off the internet. That's like the main thing. I think, I think everyone in our, this specific generation of like. You consider yourself Z? You one of those Gen Z? We'll say say Gen Z. I I would say people in Generation Z are at a point now where we've had the internet for so long. We've seen the rise of like Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, all of it. And now we're seeing, like, I, I had a, f- a friend tell me the other day that they talked to a middle schooler when in one of our uh, Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. and they said that Instagram and Twitter were for old people, and Snapchat is, like, the new, you know how we said that about Facebook? Instagram is for old people? Now Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is so hilarious. So now I'm thinking, like, I'm outdated, like, because I'm using Instagram more than I use anything, honestly. Yeah. But with all that being said, I, I... You figure out the worst parts of people via these these things. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I'm uh, my biggest thing I've taken away from all of this has to be has to be stay off the internet. It's, okay. It's toxic. All right. Hey, that's a pretty good lesson. Even though actually. I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a mask. Actively. Don't wear it. Stay off the internet. Buy a But go mask. ahead and get on it right now as we speak. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I tend to agree with you that man, you can really get overwhelmed in some negativity if you're oh, just, yeah. if you're just living in social media, but if well, you we get are. to choose your news because you you choose the people you're going to be friends with and follow, and True. that's your that's news. Good point. That's your news is that's people that you trust. Journalistic integrity out the window. Am I right? Yeah, it's gone. It's the downfall of our nation. It's like it's saying the road to Rome. It's, where it's we're like headed. saying it's like saying it's a fact. Telling your friends like, okay, a buddy of mine told me, or I heard, mm-hmm. and then you say you spout some fact that isn't true at all. That's true. Hey, you kids! I tell you, inform yourself. Inform yourself. All right, coming up after the break, we are going to talk with the one and only Jess Treat. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of travel. We're going to talk a little bit of goal setting. Might even get a little more kids these days because she's a young person herself. Oh, and kids. Carter and Jess are going to square off in a battle royale contest. See you after the break. Jess, what do you do in the morning? Like, what's your morning routine? Hmm. What day? Is, that, t- is that too personal? No. <laughs> he said, "Hmm." What I don't day we talk about it. Depends what day we're. Wow, you have daily differences well, in your morning routines. Okay. Like, if I'm coming here to work, I'm waking up 
yeah, at the could... latest possible time. Okay. What is that though? You you're 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 staying in Tahlequah. Mm-hmm. So, so you're like 40 it's like 40 so what are you getting minutes? up? 7, 745? 7.30-ish. Like, I woke up at 7.30 this morning. Yeah. And I do the absolute bare minimum. And then I... <laughs> Thank Gosh. You. Yes. We know. Um, and then I get coffee on my way. Okay. Uh, you're so funny, Jared. You know what? Like, I wish that well, I, knew, I, I knew... I knew... I wish I knew more funny people like you. Oh, don't you, though? No. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Be honest. You just said, I mean, would your life be better or worse if you had more people like Jared Murray in your life? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I love the banter, the banter, the sarcasm, the jokes, like mm. the picking at each other. We're love not joking. We're not joking. That's not like joke. how I bond with people, and when I when I do that with people and I offend them, I'm like, mm. oh, you're not my type of person, you know. Yeah. And so with you, like, you're always picking jokes or, like, calling someone out for fun. And I love that. It's weird because you got d- people with different levels of sarcasm. And sometimes it is too much. Every- everyone has someone that's a little too much for them, I feel like. Because then everyone has someone that's a little not not enough, you right. know. And you can just insult the crap out of them and they will be very yeah. offended. <laughs> I try, you know, I try to pick up on that with people. Some people can take it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and you can read people like you two. I mean, I've been picking on you guys all summer because you can nah, take it immediately. You know, um, but it's fun. I like to connect with people. Right. But that's part of that's part of what I consider my superpower. Have I right. told you guys my uh, secret superpower that I, that I uh, pride myself in? No, Jared. No. Please tell us. Tell us. That's what I was waiting on. I seriously. Okay. So all jokes aside, I'm gonna tell you. You know, because people ask all the time. Hey, what do you? You know, what's a what's a secret talent? What right. are you good at? Da 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 da. And I've genuinely thought about it. So I'm gonna give an answer. Don't make fun of me for it, okay? All right. So when we talk about people who have autism, we use the phrase, they are on the spectrum. Yes. Okay, we say on the spectrum. Well, clinically then, my layman's definition, interpretation of clinical autism is an inability to pick up on and respond to social cues. That's what autism is in in layman's terms. Okay, so... Instead of thinking to the spectrum at starting at zero and moving forward, like, oh, so someone who has um, is high on the spectrum, like, let's say, a condition like Asperger's, oh, man, that's really high on the spectrum. I'm flipping that, and I'm saying, well, that's actually really low on the spectrum, as in, like, let's say zero is neutral. And so if you have a level of autism, it might be, oh, my ability to respond to social cues is a negative one. My ability is a negative 10. My ability is a negative 20. Okay. So, let's assume that that those negatives represent being on the autism side of the spectrum. But then, if you do not have autism in any capacity, then you might have a, a social skill set of one or two or three. Well, let's say it goes to a hundred. I feel like my superpower is. I feel like I'm really high, I like see. a ninety-nine. On the spectrum. That sounds really arrogant, but that's what I feel. On the spectrum of socializing, pretty much. So you're just very good at reading energies and uh, like picking up on how people are acting and like the way that they react to situations. Is that what you're saying? I think so, yeah. I mean, we don't have a concrete terminology for this, but I think that that's a skill set. Like, like if it's an ability, like it, what, we all know people would say, oh, they're really good in a social setting, or this person is not really good in a social setting. Yeah. And we have a clinical definition for people who have uh, an inability to. 
But yeah, an ability to pick up on social cues and connect with people quickly and pick up on, okay, I can tease this person. They they will actually enjoy it. I can give them a hard time versus I'm not going to give this person a hard time. That sort of stuff. I feel like I pick up on pretty quickly. Maybe not. Could be wrong. I could just be living my own world and everybody's like, man, what an a-hole over there Jared is. I think, I think my skill is that I really like awkward situations like uh, and i think i can thrive very well in awkward situations that. like in fact so much so I that it's kind that. of fun and i like to cause them sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen you've heard her voice for a while now and we've been discussing a topic but let's let her introduce herself to the world jess hi everyone who are you where are you from my name is Jess, I am from a very small town. Is your name Jessica? Yes, but here's the deal. Nobody calls me that, and nobody has ever called me that. So, funny story about that. I used to... (laughs) Funny story about my my name. Um, I used to introduce myself as Jessica. Okay. Which, I don't know why, because like I said, nobody calls me that, but it wasn't until college that I realized that that's not my name. I think I got to college and had an identity crisis. Oh. And so I was like, That sounds deep. I'm a new girl. She's okay. a new girl. Wow. <laughs> that, I mean, a cue suddenly I see. Yes. Suddenly I see. Sorry, I'm not. That's what I think of. KT uh, Tunstall, is that the artist? I don't know. I need my musician, Carter. I don't uh, know where he is. He's looking it up. He's over in the corner producing. Check it out. See if I'm right. Fact check. Here we go. Suddenly I see by KT something. KT Tunsil or Tunstall. Uh, I think of it, it's from, uh, it's the uh, theme song for Devil Wears Prada. That's what I was thinking of. You know, little identity crisis, this is who I am. Yes! Ding, 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 ding. Correct. KT's Tunstall. She also sings that uh, Big Black Horse and a Cherry Tree song. You guys know what I'm talking about? These are old songs for you. How old are you, by the way? Suddenly I see. That's it. That's the song. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah, there you go. There's a little blast from the past. Okay. You would cla- ca- 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 you would classify as a kid these days. How old are you? I'm 22 years 22. old. 22! Congratulations in your recent graduate of Northeastern State University. I feel old. Do you? Yes. What makes you feel old right now? Why do you say that? Mm, the only thing that makes me feel old is the fact that I mainly hang out with younger people. And oh. so when I'm consistently with people who haven't graduated yet or aren't even close to graduating yet. I just feel like a grandma. Well, age is an incredibly relative thing, you know? Age yes. and wealth. Age and wealth, that's what I like to say. Do people feel old or young? I'm a big fan of a, a, an idea called a relative significance. I first discovered it uh, from Malcolm Gladwell's book, David and Goliath. It's a great book. I recommend the read. But relative significance saying uh, most people, if we ask, are you smart, you compare yourself with your immediate circle. Right. So if you go to a small school, for example, and you're top of the class and someone asks you, are you smart? You tend to say yes, or you tend to believe that you are. If someone asks, are you wealthy? We tend to compare ourselves to people who have more money than us. And so we tend to say, well, no, I'm not wealthy. I may be well off or whatever. Or no, I'm not. I'm poor as dirt. Right. Are you old? You would say, yes, I feel very old. You're 22. But a lot of people do not know that I'm 22. A lot of people think that I am either a senior in college Mm -hmm. Or a junior. Oh, my Lord. That yep. is a great chasm, Jess. From 22 I'm to a many people <laughs> confuse me for a senior or a junior in college. 
Yeah. Well, obviously they do. That's all one and the same. No, it's not. It is. You're 22. The person you just said. You know what? Mm -hmm. Many people, many, many times, people think I'm actually 21. (laughs) Knock me over with a feather, Jessica. Well, who is Jessica? Ooh. Anyway. Have you really shattered that personality? Really? Like, you don't even respond to it? I mean, no. Like, if someone calls me Jessica, I'm like, hey, that's that's me. Well, you were introduced to me as Jess, so I've called you Jess the whole time. Right. I'm like, is your name actually Jess? Like, I'm legally Jess? Right. Or, no, it's Jessica, but I I've I think it's Jess mainly, forever. like, teachers, professors, mm. you know, that see my name on a roster, you know? Mm-hmm. But Do you get that, called Jessica if you're in trouble? Like, your mom or oh, dad? Oh, no, my dad calls me Jesse Lynn. Jesse Lynn? Is that your middle name? Yeah. Lynn, for real? When, oh, I'm in cool. tru- when I'm in trouble, it's like <gasps> Jesse Lynn. Ooh. Yeah. Well, the middle name is a good go-to for parents. <laughs> yeah, but the fact, yeah. honestly, the fact that you just said many people confused me for 21 or a junior. Well, it, here's the deal. I'm a completely, it's comical dif- to me. I'm a completely different person than I was when well, I was Well, fair enough. That's true, but I'm saying. And I also act a lot different as like I I've can changed, see that. I've changed a lot in a year. So. Are you okay? Do you act different in different circumstances? Like we all do to some extent. Oh, but are, are you like a chameleon? Are you like one of those like 100%. around these people? I'm gonna act like this. These people around like this. One hundred percent. Do you sadly. think that's healthy? Uh, for myself, mm-hmm. personally, probably not. Because it, it seems it seems potentially dangerous to me. But for others, it makes me relatable. Makes me understand others well. Okay. Because I can relate to them in a sense that they enjoy keeping people around like them. So if I'm with okay. like several different groups of friends yeah. and I act a different way towards each, it's like it's not dishonest. Okay. Like I'm not doing it with dishonest intentions. Okay. It's just that that's kind of my personality and I have very different sides to my personality. So okay. I think that each friend group that I have around brings out something different in me. Oh, interesting. So where's the line between unhealthy, healthy, healthy, potentially, from your own description, being, well, I connect with people in different ways, and Mm -hmm. different sides of my personality may come out, and that doesn't sound unhealthy to me, versus am I getting lost, is who I am getting lost, and just being depicted by people around me? Probably, sort of, in a sense. Is there a line there? Does it matter? I don't know. I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. Right. Um, Honestly, haven't really thought about it until right this second, but... Um, I think personally, not only, I mean, hmm, it's hard to say. I feel like it could be unhealthy in a sense, but from my perspective, I'm just kind of like exploring who I am as a person okay. and where I belong. Okay. So, can, I, can I give you some background or some internal thought, like where, where yeah, that's coming from for me? For sure. uh, you know, we talked with Carter about kids these days. Yeah. And uh, in the same vein, you're, you and Carter are... are Contemporaries, you're about the same age. I mean, he's drastically younger than he you, I know. He's 21, and 21. I am 22. You're, you are so mature. You've evolved. We are so different. You're, yes, so I get that. <laughs> but, you know, from an old person like me, I, I feel like identity is a huge issue. For humans, forget age, identity, yes. who you are, who you believe Especially you today. Well, I think young people today have a harder and harder time with it mm-hmm. because I feel like a multitude of influences may not be the healthiest way for us to mature, especially through adolescence. In other words, if I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and I'm seeing all these different images, perceptions, ideas, personas, I mean, I'm just inundated. Compare that with 100 years ago. And I'm not saying that, I'm not throwing the baby out with bathwater. I'm not going to say that's all bad. I'm not going to say, right. oh, you know, we're going to hell in a handbasket. I'm not going to say all that. But I will say that knowing who you are and be, and owning that and having an identity 
I think is powerful, if not crucial, for a young person's mm-hmm. long-term. There's health something and really stability. special about that. There for is, sure. and yeah. I think it's tougher for young people. For now. sure, yeah. So that's that's where it's coming from. Like saying, oh, yes. okay. So it's like, well, I'm I'm kind of a chameleon. I can kind of be different people. I and would, you didn't say that. I'm putting words in your mouth, and I'm, no. I'm really taking the drastic side of it. But it's it's good to see the deeper side of simple mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm totally cool with your question. Um, I would agree. I mean, I think that today, like especially online, like our lives are online, mm-hmm. and um, everyone else's lives are online. So we see that, and we see how people act online, and we see how people are different from us, and we see what's popular and what's not, and for that perspective it's like way back when when we didn't have that and we weren't constantly comparing our lives to other people's lives like you were just you and you were the family you were raised by and you were the kids you went to school with right and now you are the thousands of influencers that you follow on social media because you see that and you see what looks popular Mm -hmm. to the outer eye and then you're like oh i want to be like that so then Kids kind of just don't know who they are, what they want to be anymore. Does that seem shallow to you? The logical answer is yes. But to you, your honest opinion. I mean, you've lived yeah. it more than I have. You're a digital native. Yeah. I'm a digital, digital immigrant. <laughs> does it? Does that seem shallow to you? In a sense, yes, absolutely. I, uh, I think that it is because... And I'm not saying it is. I'm not trying to lead the witness here. I I I want your honest opinion. I mean, from the outside looking in as someone who didn't like, obviously, I think that there is an issue potentially with identity creation there. And so it's like, I I mean, just from simple, uh, if you look at it mathematically, I'm influenced by a thousand people versus I'm influenced by two people. I'm going to have a deeper connection with two people than I am a thousand. Right. Right. Just by simple math. Right. I'm not even saying that's problematic, but in your connotation, Mm -hmm. let me maybe ask a better question. What are some things that you feel like in your adolescence growing up that maybe are incomplete or you miss out on because of the era we live in? Hmm. I know that's a deep question. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm just curious. What do you think? I mean, personally, I personally missed out on a lot of aspects from my adolescence simply just because of kind of the life I lived. But like in the... I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think that it would be hard to say from, I mean, because from my perspective, I was on MySpace and Facebook when mm-hmm. I was nine years old. MySpace. Shout out to MySpace. Yeah. Shout out. Miss Zanga? Do you have a Zanga? No. Oh, okay. That's a little MySpace bit, was my starting point. too old. Okay. All right. Loved the coding. Okay. Loved the- uh, <laughs> You had to be a programmer oh. practically to be on MySpace. No, you know, I don't know. Cool. I don't know who she was, but she she learned how to code. And yeah. make that profile fire at the age of 10. <laughs> at the age of 10, that's pretty young. I have a 10-year-old, Jess. I would not let her on MySpace. Yeah, I, my parents. From the parenting corner my of parents, Jared Murr. I wouldn't do it. I don't know what. I don't. Did they know? They I knew, don't know. They might not have known. That, I, I think they knew. But. I feel like we are in an era of just a total lack of identity. And the older I get. Having an identity, understanding who you are, whether it is for me, uh, it's faith based. For others, it can be familial or communal or whatever. I mean, I'm not judging where the basis is, but saying having this identity to say, you know what, when I encounter 
political ideas, when I encounter social movements, I have a foundation from which I consider those things versus, honestly, I feel like so many people just oscillate from one idea to the next without a basis for understanding or opinion. Right. And that's what I mean by identity. So it's just interesting. We talked about TV shows. That's where we're going to end this day. Name the top 10 all-time TV shows according to Rolling Stone. Top 10 TV shows according to Rolling Stone. Now, I will give you some hints. I will give you help. I will I will say I feel like this list is achievable. It, it is guessable. Okay. Uh, it's from all genres. Uh, I'll give you some hints. There's a lot of drama on here. Okay? A lot of drama on here. Cool. So it's not just comedies. It's not. All right. there, there's all sorts of everything. All sorts of everything. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to ping pong it back and forth. All right? You get a point. You get a point for a correct answer. Three strikes and you're out. Name any of the top ten. That's a, that's the question. Top ten TV shows of all time, according any to Rolling Stone. Any of the top ten. Any of the top ten. Oh, a Full House has to be one. Full House. Incorrect. What? Not in the top ten. Not in the top ten. I'm sorry. It's a good show. I know. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to guess Seinfeld. Seinfeld coming in at number five, I think. Yeah, number five, number Seinfeld. Five. All right. All right. You, but Carter's got a point now. Your guess. All right. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen at home, feel free. Shout out the answers in your car <laughs> yeah, as you're jogging. You got to guess? TV Wait, shows. Feel like you're stalling. Any of them? Yes, that's the Jeez, game. I'm Carter, sorry. okay, hold on. No. I know I'm old over here. Carter, take the mic. Am I confusing in my setup of this game? Is. <laughs> Is are you, um I, are you just trying to no? Uh, do you feel we're idiots and so you're just trying no, to become an idiot as you know to connect with us? It's the chameleon in me. It is. Okay. <laughs> is Big Bang Theory on the Big list? Bang Theory. Excellent guess. Not on the top ten. Think dramas. Think dramas. All right, I'm gonna give you some hints. Carter, you get one more Jess, guess. Then I'm gonna start giving Jess, some. Jess, I'm 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 sorry. I feel like I'm gonna slay you in this. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Breaking Bad. Number three, Breaking Bad. If you're listening, uh, I promise I'm cultured. Uh, I know music. I don't know movies and shows. Thank you. Okay, so you're out. So Jess quits. How many of the cops in? Now you can work as a team. Wait, I don't quit. Work as a team. I'm not quitting. What are you? That sounded like defeat. Absolutely not. Well, okay. I never quit. What are you saying? I quit basketball. That's about it. <laughs> you got to guess. Three. Um, Two, one. Uh, uh, you want me to explain of, the rules again? Kings of, kings, and, kings of Queens, or Kings and Queens with Kevin. Oh, are, you just, are you describing a chessboard? <laughs> no, the TV show. King of Queens. King of Queens. And incorrect. No, it didn't make the top 300, <laughs> actually. I'm going to go. <laughs> That's a terrible guess. King of Queens. Is Sopranos on there? Sopranos, number one. You guys can't see me, but I'm putting on my hood and uh, hiding. <laughs> he is right totally now. destroying you at this game. <laughs> Wait, give me, give me, give me. Work one. as a team. Work as a team. Let's see how many you can get. Yeah. You guys have three. Okay. You, let's see. If you, okay, three, you've already got one strike as a team. I'm giving you one strike as a team. You get okay. two more strikes. How many can you get? Go for it. Any other guesses? I'm going to say. Dallas is probably on. Dallas is a great guess. It's in like the top 20, not the top 10. Not top 10? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you some hints. Let me give you some hints. Okay. There is a a, 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 a time period piece uh, that came out probably like 10 years ago. Uh, I probably released about 10 years ago. Actually, I have it. It released in 07. That's when it released. Um, big hit. Big hit. I would describe the TV show as dapper. Oh. Dapper. Um, dapper. You know? Oh, man. Those guys, they look dapper. The Sopranos? Uh, Sopranos, ding, 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 number one. <gasps> Yay! Good job, Jess. It was even better when Carter answered 
two minutes ago. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> but good job. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Jess. Mad Men. Mad baby. Men. Well done. Mad Men. Mad Men. All right. Any, okay, I'm going to give you some more hints. A 1970s politically incorrect show. Ooh. 19- audience, is home is, uh, audience at home is going crazy, by the way. They know this. Audience at home is going nuts. With Saturday Night Live? 1970. Well, you know what? That is on the list also. Correct. Okay. Saturday Night Live. Not the one I'm describing. But that's where I say all kinds of shows on the list. I think Saturday politically Night Live incorrect Politically incorrect 70s. Politically incorrect. It ran from 1971 to 1979. It specifically had a very politically incorrect father figure. Um, it would be just as relevant today as it was in the 70s. A politically incorrect father figure. How far we've come and yet how little we've moved. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this one. That's a pretty good one. Is it a fa- it? It's like a family how far show. We've come yet, how little we moved. Yeah, it's a, it, it, yeah. We it ran is a on like show. It, I think it was on ABC, but it ran like you know seven o'clock on Tuesdays, kind of thing. Okay. You guys might not even know it. Skip it. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll even. We'll I'll even. Re- here. Oh, okay. Okay. This show went where TV never dared before: racism, homophobia, abortions, gun control, premarital sex, religion. Everything was fair game. It wasn't the. Uh... Those were the days. That's the oh famous. That's the famous theme song. It's called um, "All in the Family." Oh, All in the Family. In the Archie family. Bunker, famous father. All right, it's okay. You kids are young. <laughs> I know, guys. I know. Hold on. Let me just have a little moment here yeah, where they can't. Where they can't hear me. Um, I know. I can hear. I you. know you're listening. I can hear you so clearly. And you're like, how in the world did they not guess "All in the Family" from those hints? Shut I know. Up, I get it. How did I not I guess I anything that has uh, been yeah. guessed? But simultaneously, that's the question. Simultaneously, you're saying, "Well, the girl guessed Sopranos after the guy already got it, so she's out." The girl, <laughs> I, know, I know, wasn't planning on her getting is it. Borderline. But I, I thought the boy might have a chance. <laughs> she's she's. All right, silly. here we go. Number ten. It's a new show. New show once again that I felt like broke some ground. Mm. Uh, I even uh, referenced it early. Referenced it earlier in our podcast. It was on Comedy Central. I think it might still be going on. I think it still goes on with another host. Is it The Daily Show? The Daily Show. Correct. The Daily Show. So Daily Show was number 10. Number 9 was All in the Family. Number 8 was Saturday Night Live, which they got. Well done, team. Number 7. Oh, you haven't gotten this one. Uh, Number 7. It's like a 60s show. uh, Sci-fi. Star Trek. Not Star Trek. Great grass. It's on the list, not the top 10. Okay. Along those lines, though, very sci-fi, but real world. Almost, it was a Black Mirror before Black Mirror. Oh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, correct. Jess, Twilight Zone was a show in the 1960s. It's like Black Mirror before Black Mirror. Jess is having a great time Number six, one of the longest running TV shows in history. And we haven't guessed this one yet. You have not guessed this one. You both have seen it. SpongeBob. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, terrible answer. No. Do you really think? SpongeBob SquarePants is one of the top ten shows hey. of all time. Who, who is the census? Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> but are we just asking adults? Like yeah. SpongeBob is one of the greatest kids shows of all time, and has been long running for many, 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 many years. All right, I guess I can't get too uptight. You know what? I retract that. I retract that criticism. I'm sorry, yeah, Jess. Step off. I retract it. Step. Step off. Step off. Step off. Okay, I retract okay, the criticism. Locks. I really do, because this is actually a cartoon, so you're not that crazy. I, oh, The Simpsons. The Simpsons, correct. So, you know what? I shouldn't give you a hard time for SpongeBob. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never seen a single episode of SpongeBob, though. Really? Maybe that's why I'm so I'm going to be honest, and I know I've told you this before, 
you would really like SpongeBob. <laughs> and a very I know it's it sounds crazy. It does. I don't think I but would. You would very much so like it. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? All right, number four was Mad Men. You got that dapper answer. Number three was Breaking Bad. You got it. Number two, you didn't get number two. I've never seen this, although I hear it was a phenomenal show. It was on HBO, set in Baltimore. uh, Crime drama, if I'm not mistaken. It's called The Wire. I hear it's just one of just TV masterpiece, but I've never seen it, so shame on me. Uh, And then number one, you got Tony himself, The Sopranos. You got it twice. It was so good, you guessed it twice. (laughs) So, great job, team. Ladies and gentlemen out there, where do you, uh, where do you fall uh, on loving those TV shows? Uh, appreciate talking to these kids today, you know? Hey, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. If young people are like these two, we're going to be all right. I feel good about the future of our country. I would love to ask you some questions about today's music. I would love to answer <laughs> uh, very expose dramatically. Wait, I would love to expose you like you have exposed Let's me. Save it. Let's save it for next time. Hey, hey, COVID-19, don't expose yourself. As you all know, our host is Jared Murr, and we have this activity that we do here at the Paradigm Shift Leadership uh, Warehouse and activities where we give Jared 10 random words, 10 random things to throw into a motivational speech. And we've given him 10, and we're going to end our podcast in him giving a little bit of a speech uh, impromptu. It's going to be a little fun. So, Jared. All right. So, I think the best way to do this, I think the best way to do this, Carter, why don't you read off just in sequential mm-hmm. order? Uh, what okay. the words are so the listeners <clears throat> at home can kind of uh, keep their ears peeled. I believe there are okay. like 10 of these. Yes, there's 10. All right. We have clinical, please hold, operator, in the closet, deep end, cherry tree, significance, chameleon, cone, and Jessica. Oh. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you have enjoyed the podcast today. This is our first time uh, with this show, so uh, please hold for future episodes and improvement. But uh, as your podcast operators, we've done our best. We want to bring you some new ideas. None of us are clinically licensed. Uh, You know, this isn't a clinical definition of any of these things, but we're just trying to spout off real-world ideas about leadership, about who we are as people, and uh, how we can grow. You know, sometimes we'll jump off the deep end. Sometimes we'll keep it pretty shallow. Depending on who you are, sometimes you might be like Jessica, a real chameleon, different folks, different people, bring out different sides of you you might be as staunch and solid in who you are as the old cherry tree but wherever you fall along the way we're pleased that you have joined us in the closet today because that's literally where we podcast from we are in a closet but it's the middle of summer and i know that the world is going crazy all around us but i encourage you enjoy life a little bit more today so go out get yourself a snow cone or a vanilla cone or whatever kind of cone you need because it's a good day and we got good people if you're old and you're looking at young people Man, they're all right. If you're young, looking at old people, give us a break. All the way around, go out there, love people, do good things. Expect greatness. I hope this has provided a smile today. 